Yes, this is Robert Shapiro. Like Robert Kardashian and his friend. Uh, well, we're very sorry. Sensational Johnny Cochran. He's very depressed. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. American Crime Story, colon, The People versus O.J. Simpson. Can you imagine getting O.J. to play O.J. in this? Uh, yes, welcome back to the sidebar, uh, where we will be discussing... FX's new show, American Crime Story, colon, The People vs. O.J. Simpson. I am Robert Shapiro, um, appearing on behalf of Dave the Clone. And joining me in the sidebar is uh, Mr. Jonathan R.R. Morton Esquire. Say hello to the fine people. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. What a fucking good show. What a fucking good show. (laughs) Now, are you in hiding or are you fighting a cold? Sorry? I say your voice, you're like speaking very low. Are you in this hiding? This has been a you... very, um, my, my house is like a germ fest. I have two mm-hmm. sick kids. I was home from work the past two days. Oh, wow. Damn. Yeah, I was supposed to, and like I couldn't even be sick because I was fathering. <laughs> my, my other two kids were sick, so it was. Uh, I couldn't even be sick because I was fathering. Yeah. You're sitting there like, man, I should just be home with my kids, man. Why won't why won't they just let me take care of my kids, man? I'm like, what's <laughs> going on here, man? Oh my, my kids, God. they need wine. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then I guess it's good that you had this awesome show to be able to watch, as well as all the other tons of stuff we're watching at the Hollow Knight Network. But in particular, American Crime Story, People versus O.J. Simpson on FX. Uh uh, I I am like literally smacked in the face with how awesome this show is. Each episode so far, these first three have been, um, and not just because I wanted wanted them to be awesome because I was an American Horror Story fan, but just like I'm always left dumbfounded. They are doing such a good job with this show. Yeah, I find um, I am genuinely pissed when the episode ends. Like with American Horror Story, I love the show. But I find like each episode is like not hard to watch, but it it takes a lot. That by the time the episode ends, you're like, okay, I'm ready for next week. <laughs> yeah, this well, is like give me more. It's like it's a uh... yeah. Well, no one's getting raped with drills on this. Yeah, one. exactly. <laughs> I mean, we had I a gruesome after these episodes. Yeah, we had a gruesome murder that we didn't see. You know, we're just like the rest of the sort of crowd coming to find out what's going on, as everybody was in reality back then. But um. Yeah, I think there's something about it that now, I mean, for me, it always still feels sort of like distinctly the same, but also different. And I think that's just like things like the camera moves and the directing and stylistic stuff that they I feel like will be a true, you know, something that you could trace through whatever, however large the scope of the American blank story series is are going to be, you know, so mm-hmm. we were if we've already had horror and we've got crime now and we'll have a second season of crime. I'm wondering where they're going to go next, but I just feel like some of the way the show is put together, the the there was a lot of steady cam work in this to kind of this episode in particular, all the times that like Marsha Clark was in offices talking to Gil Garcetti and whatever that guy with the red hair, uh, who her Yeah, like, I don't know who that guy is. I don't I keep fucking like purposely missing his name, I guess, because it just does like it's not He's I mean, one of those guys when you go to Wikipedia, like the actor has a link, but the guy he plays doesn't have the link, so like <laughs> Or <don't>... the, the <laughs> So we can't look him up by his character name. No, you could only yeah, you can only look up the actor. Like he, he was there, he was known, but I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean black. I can't even, like, is he, he's not a comp, no, not a comp. I'm, like, looking on IMDb, and I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, all the Kardashian kids, you know, like, they have male reporter, but how come they don't have, like, guy in Marsha Clark's office, <laughs> you know, like. Oh, because he has a name, like, it's, um, he, he's an actual character. And Jeffrey Tubin is going to be a character in this as well, the guy who wrote the book. Holy shit. They are really... He's not Barry Shack. No, not Barry Shack. This is driving me insane, and I must know. Actually, if anybody out there knows who he is, why don't you email us at hollandpodcast at gmail.com so I can stop wasting time on the air looking for it and move on to just talking about how good the fucking show is. Yeah, I'm terrible. Very fucking bad. I'm only trying to launch a network, but it's okay. (laughs) It's all right. It's not like I'm sitting there in my office just looking at all the newspapers and pounding the desk going, call Effley Bailey. Let me know when he's on the line. I I mean, I honestly feel like halfway through the episode, I sat up and I was like, you know, I didn't feel like I was looking at John Travolta this whole time. He is getting better and better with each episode. 
And I find now he's playing more, he's acting more, he's not playing like a cartoon character. Yeah, he's not as caricature-ish. Like it's, exactly. It's, uh, he, he, Juice, Juice listen it, to me. You have to listen to me right now. If you want to see the light of day, you have to do this. Like it was... No, but his lips are moving. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I found You're talking about just his face, like the Botox yeah, is wearing Yeah, exactly. Like the first two episodes, it was... Uh, he, he was a cartoon character, and apparently, apparently Bob Shapiro was nothing like that. But yeah, now I, I find he's you know. I like feel like I don't even remember what the real Bob Shapiro looks like. I barely feel like I remember what the real uh, F. Lee Bailey looked like. Um, but I will say, for as awesome as it was, I felt Nathan Lane does have some caricature kind of going on a little bit. But that's just him, though. Yeah, I mean it's it's more whimsy I'd say than caricature, you know. But it's definitely he is a presence, man. That that scene when he finally comes in, and I love how it's like. So I guess we're supposed to get that Shapiro immediately felt like he was in over his head. I mean that definitely is the feeling I got from the way this episode went. Yeah, I thought he was like big time. I didn't know like uh, I didn't know he was a bit of a, not a joke, but a. Uh... He wasn't so respected in the legal community, you know. With the DA, they all thought he was just a plea bargain guy. Yeah, um, I'm seeing a lot of photos on Google Images right now. He did wear a lot of bronzer, so I kind of. And uh, I mean, yeah. oh yeah, he looks like he's a walking tanning salon. Now. Yeah, <laughs> and at the time, yeah, like this picture of him does kind of look like the way they. I mean, so they've done a good job transforming Travolta into him. Actually, here's oh yeah, he has some mighty fine eyebrows. An, a nice side by side. I'll go ahead and post to the um, web to the Facebook page, but um. Oh, I guess it's from Us Weekly. Look at that. IMDb has some good pictures of him. I'm, he must have played himself in some movie if he's in IMDb. Yeah, right. Or he no, he probably consulted or produced something. But maybe. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's one fine day. <laughs> of all the things, one fine day. Yeah. Really? If you have money. You're in California. You produce. Yeah. Hey, if you have money and you're anywhere, you could produce. Yeah, but it's much better. Um, but yeah, and uh, so I like that um, it felt real when he had to reach out for help. You know, it, it kind of, it almost like, again, I don't know if I was just because of like all the craziness in my life that there's moments on these shows that like the emotional part of it kind of reaches through and like punches me in the fucking chest. And I'm just Does like. Does he just call F. Lee Bailey and just like that, O.J. Simpson has paid six figures more than legal fees or. Uh, well, first, I mean, I think it's the kind of thing where he would trust Bob, you know, like it's it's funny that the only thing OJ seemed to immediately object to was the idea of bringing Cochran in, because then that, that means our, we're fully in race mode now. You know what I mean? Like, I think they were trying. It's interesting how everybody outside, you know, I'm sure like the cops and the prosecutors are expecting the race card right away. Uh, but then when he plays it, they're all still like, oh, he's playing the race card. You know, I mean, yeah. he did kind of I mean, that was ballsy what he decided to do. And I think, well, he didn't he seemed embarrassed, but, you know, I'm not black. I'm OJ Simpson. It was. Uh, oh, I'm talking about if I'm talking about Shapiro telling that magazine that he thinks the LAPD is flat out racist. And that's right. Only, like, I was like, that's ballsy. I feel like you could get in trouble for that because it's all conjecture. Like it was all, you know, there's nothing to back it up. Mm -hmm. Although he's saying he's putting them on the line to do it he's saying we will prove this this is gonna be our strategy like whoa dude <laughs> whoa are you sure and i guess he was sort of emboldened to do that because f lee bailey showed up yeah um it, it seems like and even uh, marsha clark was saying how she doesn't want to play dirty they, they're they're even a little very cocky at the beginning of the episode the da how much of a slam dunk case this is and it wasn't until darden Sort of, uh, I guess. I guess Marsha Clark was hasn't been in her office cooped up too long. Hmm. Doesn't know the word on the street, and Darden tells her a lot of people think he's innocent, and uh, it, it was news to her. I was very surprised. Well, he said. Well, to be fair, he said a lot of black people think he didn't do it. Right, and, know, she, and she and she was like, "What? Like, like how like, could that be?" And, and, and uh, just I like sort of like, wait, that. do we have to care about black versus white? Isn't everybody just automatically think he's guilty, like I do? You know, like you don't see that right away. You don't understand just looking at this crazy wife beater. I mean, that's really where her bias is, right? The whole it's all because of the abuse, abuse, which Physical. I, I guess <laughs> I should have done some maybe research on Marsha Clark. So, but I'm sure the show will explain a little bit that fascination she has or that that focus she seems to have on that particular aspect of 
of this. I mean, I feel like a lot of ground got covered in this episode. Mm-hmm. And we're ta- I had no idea how the dream team got put together. Now, and it was a fucking dream team, man. Yeah. I mean, dream team. <laughs> they were all powerhouses. Everybody had great performances in the episode, and it really kind of puts into perspective the level that this whole thing was from a defense person. You know, like like the first thing Effley Bailey said when he shows up is like, Well, you're you're up shit's creek without a paddle, you know, or you have a river of shit to deal with here. Something along those something very colorful that mm-hmm. FX is really awesome for being able to get away with on TV. They dropped the motherfuck bomb on this show. That was a breaking bad move, guys. Congratulations. That's like plus ten thousand experience points, FX. We love you. Yeah, good way to, that was a good end of the episode. Let's start with the first scene of the episode. I find like every episode so far is like a shot of the Kardashians. Um, not so much Bob, but more of the kids. And, uh, yeah, now, I mean. And this one was deep. It was, uh, they're at the restaurant. Uh, the son is the biggest brat of all of them. But he's just, of he's just a little shit. He's just a little kid, though. I'm sure I was like what that. What a piece. No, but that whole. Still like that. We didn't even have to wait after you clearly hear everybody they walk past Are going. Are you Bob Kardokian? <laughs> <laughs> or Karkadian, yeah, I knew I knew it was you. And let's see, you can sit wherever you want. And then the kid is mimicking them when they get to the table. You're just like, yeah, oh, yeah, that's what I was just oh, I was mimicking the mimicking. Fuck. Oh, okay, gotcha. And, um, I thought we were just recapping for the audience. Out, no, 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 I was mimicking. And... <laughs> <laughs> We'd be riffing, yo. We'd be in this shit. How we fucking roll here. We mimic. It's like, you mimic. I'm posting the picture of John Travolta on Facebook. We're multitasking mm-hmm. while this asshole is looking at his future fuck-up kids. Well, not even fuck-up. I mean, it's like... Ironic. It's such a crazy line. How, Just uh, ironic. Bragging how their stepdad Bruce is famous, and n- now the father's going to be famous because of Barbara Walters and. He just says, you know, it's not about being famous. Like, you know, our grandparents, the value we we try to um, instill oh, in you guys. <laughs> and being famous isn't important. It's, you know, being a good, loyal friend. And then the kids, you could see them ignoring it. And then, yeah, yeah, like you see the one totally rolls her eyes. And I'm like, all right, so you're Kim? Are you Kim? Which is the, who's the oldest one? Kim is the oldest? Yeah, I okay, think so. Okay, so yeah, Kim is the most famous. But then, you know, the look on... Uh, Robert Kardashian's face right after it was like yeah, it, it was <laughs> it was a Rick Grimes Walking Dead look of realization like I'm gonna have to kill you but I won't because I'm Robert Kardashian yeah I don't spend enough time with these kids yeah well, so I guess I didn't really realize that at this point he was divorced from Chris well, already she's already with she's already with Bruce because they were saying yeah uh, Bruce is famous he won the Olympics. And Mom and Bruce sell Thigh Masters on TV together. They're both famous. Why aren't oh. you famous, Dad? Well, I'm going to be famous because I'm Ross. Leave me no, alone, yeah. you fucking shitbags. I'm Ross. Pivot. Like, I'm not going to become famous for getting fucked on camera. I'll tell you that. Kim. And I, I, I want to say Not that there's anything the... wrong with people who do pornography, actually. I'm, we're friends with a lot of porn people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Actually, uh, it's just, I don't know. It's ironic that... They almost, like, where you're saying, are they taking a shot at the Kardashians? Well, every episode, the first episode with the funeral, it, the second episode with the Kardashians. Yeah, well, I think it's it, it's taking a shot at um, what the media can do to people, but it, it also is saying that they were going to be like this no matter what. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I don't know. It's kind of like at that point, it was already too late. I don't want to say that they were going as so far as to say that the Kim that we saw at that whatever it was, Chili's or Chuck E. Cheese, whatever the hell, Chi Oh, that was a high-end. Re- that was a high-end. Re- it wasn't Spago's, though. It was like, uh, they said something like Charlie's or some shit. Well, know. the first scene is the the picture of the restaurant so, from the outside. So. Oh, right, right. Well, yeah, and they're walking in, and she said, oh, I love this place, whatever. She's on the name. And he's like, oh, no, it's Father's Day, so remember, there's going to be a lot more people here. They're just like, it's as if the rest of the fucking world doesn't exist. Now, I don't think that they were trying to say that she was even plotting something like doing the sex tape back then, but you definitely saw on her face, she's like, uh, fuck you, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to do whatever the hell it takes to be all famous. All of them, all of them. I don't know. I think the other ones looked dumb. She looked evil. Like the is one. The son is, uh, not yet, but I'm sure he will be after this shit now. Like as an un. Uh, it's funny. It'll probably be like an unintended byproduct. Like maybe the showrunners are just taking a shot at, like, hey, kids, you know. 
you're only really kind of were put on the road to fame because of this thing, and then your mom marrying Bruce Jenner. But like your dad was a good guy, yeah, and you turned out to be pieces of shit. Like even though you're like the richest fucking diarrhea in the toilet, it's the fact that you are diarrhea in a toilet that is like hard for the rest of us normal people to stomach. I Just so you know, the Kardashians do not sponsor this podcast. Nor will they ever. Maybe Robert will. <laughs> Robert Kardashian, we totally have your back, bro, if he's, he's still alive. Dead, <laughs> if he's still Very alive. Dead. I see your face and I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Did, I just, did I just call out a dead guy? <laughs> cancer. Shit, man. The good ones always go and the crap is left behind, man. I, I actually, it wasn't too long ago. Uh, 2003, so fuck. Oh, years yeah, ago. it wasn't too long ago. Yeah, clone. I don't know, man. The to only me, 1999 still seems. This like is called years. Mistake Cast. That's the secret name for this podcast. It's the one where clone just like makes giant general comments without having ever fucking looked them up. Totally, just because he feels like he lived through this as a yeah, kid, that like, I have the authority yeah, to just talk about whatever the fuck I want. I was there, damn it, in New Jersey watching it on TV. I, I just want to say, though, David Schwimmer is doing a great job playing Robert Kardashian, but do, do you see the Ross? That's the only problem. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, there are moments, but I think I, I'm gathering that that means that maybe there were some Ross moments for the real Robert Kardashian. You know, like maybe, maybe yeah, Ross Yeah, I just see a lot of Ross stuff. Yeah. But the, the way they got his hair, like the gray spots. That gray is awesome. Perfect. I love that shit. I, it's perfect to what he actually looked like, though. It's one of those uh, things that makes me pissed that I, like, shaved my head because I was losing my hair and I'll never be able to do that like weird like I just have this one gray streak that starts at one of my temples and yeah kind of could be a horror movie thing or it could be a mafia thing or it could just be a son of very wealthy Armenian meat packers mm-hmm. kind of thing but, very wealthy you know your grandparents uh, pack a lot of meat and that's yeah. how we made money, guys. So, you know, you're going to be spending a summer working at the plant. That's how that was the promise. We all agreed if you wanted the video games and the Tiffany bracelets that you're going to have to work a summer in the meatpacking plant. And then, uh, you know, some of them took that literally. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And we're full Wrong circle. Kind of meat. <laughs> full circle to pornography. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I don't know, is this some kind of crime porn that we're watching here? No, this is a really well-made fucking show, actually. Yeah, it's... But, I lo- <laughs> One of my favorite moments, though, is when Marsha Clark is saying to the guy that she works with, she, like like when they were talking about how it's a slam dunk, and she's like, he's like, you really like this. And she's like, are you kidding? This is better than sex. And I'm like, that's like, they always throw that line in there to show like, yeah, this person's so fucking out of touch that they find their job more pleasurable than intercourse yeah <laughs> like to me i hear that and no matter what it is like i don't know maybe that means, maybe that means i haven't found a real passion in this world i don't know but anytime it is you know, like like there was a time uh someone who was teaching me how to edit was like oh man you know when you find the right piece of music and it just fits right in and the fade works and everything it's he's like Sometimes it's better than sex. And I'm just looking at him like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you on that. Yeah, you're, um, you're some pretty shit to sex. I'm just saying, literally, if no matter what it is you're talking about, you're telling me that that thing you just did that isn't sex <laughs> is better than sex. Yeah. I'm just like, you either haven't had it in a long time because your shit don't work anymore, or you maybe never had it. But um, I'm sorry. What a, yeah. That's why we are perpetuating the species. That's why that's what leads to children. Yeah, it's like pretty obvious to see the design factor there. Like, hey. Make it feel really awesome. So yeah, court is not better than Zach. No, but uh, uh, Marsha Clark, this was her best episode so far. Yeah, uh, definitely. I think I think her most screen time by far for sure. And it felt uh, like everybody got a lot of screen time, which I'm amazed that they're able to do without extending the show like 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, 59 minutes. It was. Uh, but it feels again like a movie, right? Like it feels on the level of a movie. Yeah, well, FX, you know, they don't have that much programming very often. You know, you have, it's one of those shows, like uh, at least American Horror Story, you got to set the DVRs past the, the hour mark because it often goes an hour yeah. seven. Yep. You know, but this one was 59 minutes, but it's uh, as much as you don't want it to end, it feels long and, uh, and they so pa- much happens. They yeah, really they get so much every scene. I mean, actually, what I do is I set my DVR to keep taping for another minute after. 
and it usually winds up going into the first minute of the replay. So for a brief second, it's like I get another episode, even though it's the same episode I just watched. But it kind of like it definitely makes me realize, holy shit, they covered a lot of ground this episode. Yeah, and they, and they capture the '90s so perfectly. It even, kills. Uh, it actually is almost painful in ways watching it. I'm like, ah. Uh, the, the 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 '90s uh, nostalgia I got this episode is when. Uh, Johnny Cochran is talking to his. I get he's definitely a big time partner at the firm. I forgot his name. He did mention it, and uh, a prank caller calls. But the way uh-huh. the receptionist got in touch, like with that room intercom, as yeah. opposed to I don't know, calling us. OJ's on the line thing. for it. And he's like, "Let me have the room. Let me have the yeah, room." But mm-hmm. You remember those? Like, there's speakers in every room. There's like a ugly main mainframe. You push the button of what room you want to speak to. Mm-hmm. Very nineties. Yeah, Very yeah, 90s. yeah. And even him, like, he had that whole moment of, like, walking. He's like, <gasps> puts, they raised his arms up. It's like, all right, let me get the power. This is the moment. Yep. My whole life has been about right now. And then he Thank sits God. down. Johnny Cochran. <laughs> and you're like, oh, hey. And, I mean, the guy did. I I almost feel like it was probably Cooper Gooding Jr. doing the prank call. Because it sounded, yeah, it that. sounded close. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> shit, dude. I even think Johnny Cochran felt it was a prank call, but he got to keep it professional just in case it's, you know. Yeah, but then he hangs up and he's like, next time screen the call! What the hell yeah, are you fucking doing, woman? to call Johnny Cochran. <laughs> like, what are you fucking doing, woman? For God's sake, I'm Johnny Cochran! You let some fucking non-OJ person pretend to be OJ? That's ridiculous. Amateur I shit. That. Did OJ get bailed during the case, or was he, in, was he incarcerated throughout the trial? I think he was in jail the whole time. Uh, I don't remember seeing him that much on TV in the jumpsuit, though. I mean, they definitely made sure to mention that. Like, you know, the longer he they see, the longer people see him in a jumpsuit, the more he gets knocked down from the god status that he was. Oh, at. for sure, but he wore a suit to trial. Every Absolutely, day. yeah, yeah. Which is a thing. That's how that works. That <laughs> you get to put on your suit to go to court, and then you go back to jail and you put back on. Not that I know. I'm just saying that's this. That's what I understand the system to be. Dan, there's going to be some great episodes coming up of, um, you know, them, whether they're fighting, whether the trial should be televised or not. I cannot wait to see the Eatonator, uh, Judge, oh. Judge Lanzito. I cannot the wait. The Eatonator? <laughs> that, yeah, is that know. what they called him? Is that, no, oh. I, I just called him that now. Definitely not. But uh, I, unfortunately, from whatever morning radio show was doing, like, Somehow they were using Bingo as his name O, and they they changed it to Judge Lance I T O. Like so, now whenever I hear or think of Judge Ito, I hear Judge Lance I T O in my head. Awesome. Uh, it's no, it's not be... awesome. It sucks. That's fucking terrible. No, I, like, That's a... I, I like I like catchy tunes like that. <clears throat> yeah, and I have enough of that with things that are actually good songs to then have some obscure. Like it sounds. Thank God we do this podcast, and I actually could tell a whole bunch of people all at once. So it's out of my fucking head because I feel like I'm like, this is just one of those things that would sound like I'm a fucking lunatic for even remembering it. And yet I not only remember it, but now I'm watching a show that's like reminding me of it a lot. Mm-hmm. And I have this like stupid. I Maybe it was Z100. It was a morning zoo show back in the day. I don't fucking remember really. That I don't remember. I remember seeing Marsha Clark on TV. I remember seeing Johnny Cochran. And I tell you. When I look at the TV, I do not see Courtney B. Vance at all. It is, to me, like, even though I hear his voice and I suddenly remember on October 7th, 2013, the whole world, like, blacked out for 30 seconds or whatever year it was. Flash forward, guys. Check that shit out. And he was also, not a lot of people get this callback, I guess, but uh, Hunt for Red October, anybody? Jonesy listening to the headphones, listening to Paganini? It's a deep cut. Look that up. It's a movie. All you youngins, it was Hunt for Red October, back when Alec Baldwin was like badass looking and Sean I think that's Connor. The first, that's the first Jack Ryan movie. I think. Yes, yes. And he was never Jack Ryan again, right? It was the best. It was Jack Ryan a few more times after. No, 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 no. What's his name? Alec Baldwin? That was the only one. Oh, no, right. But Jack it, Ryan. Yeah, then it was Harrison that was Ford the only time Alec for Baldwin. a little while. Yeah. yeah, right. And then it was... Uh... It was Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck once. Yeah. <laughs> it was Ben Affleck once. It was still in the Montreal, that one. Yeah. <laughs> or at least the uh, stadium blowing up scene. Yeah. K-19, is that what that was? Or, well, I don't know, some shit. It was supposed to be in Baltimore, but it was the Olympic Stadium. Yeah. 
Stad Olympique. Yeah. <laughs> so, is that anywhere? So, is that near the Palais de Congrès? <laughs> uh, one of the reasons why we don't have a baseball team anymore. Oh shit! Because it's in the middle of nowhere. Well, if you did, the stars might wind up killing their soon-to-be ex-wives and boyfriends, and then you guys. Palais de Congrès is where I go to Comic Con. That's where Comic Con is. Oh there. word! I was there for a conference for work. Like yeah, it's one of the bigger ones. Two thousand seven. Yeah, man, Canada. <laughs> Canada, where OJ should have tried to get to, I guess, because Mexico was just too easy. Yeah, another thing I didn't know. I thought it was a legit suicide thing. I was a, the Bronco was a flee the country kind of thing. Well, they I didn't know they they mentioned they had fake beards. I like that they just dropped that in and... in like throwaway dialogue too. He's like, well, you know, you got to know how it looks, man. The eighty seven hundred dollars in cash and the passports and the disguises. You're like, well, what? Wait a yeah. minute, what? I don't remember that. Like, you know, yeah, again. that's like you are guilty. If... Yeah, <laughs> like, dude, like, fuck it's... you. All right, how yeah. are you ever? But then I, it's the. Remember if they like if they press charges against AC? I don't feel like he. If they did, it wasn't part of the main trial. You right. know, oh. I, I, I don't. I, I think they're going to wind up not, to be honest. But again, this is Dave the Clone makes mistakes cast. So fucking who knows? On a factual show, it's not even a prediction. You're right, it's and it's fun. It's it's. Not- <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I was talking at work. I was telling everybody because we were all like, you know, catching up on what we're all watching. And I was like, you know, guys, seriously, this American crime story, it's like I'm sitting there completely in amazement because I know what happens. Like, I know what's going to happen for the most part. Obviously, little fucking details slip by my. 13-year-old mind at the time or whatever. But it's like, I know what the verdict is. I know what's going to happen. And yet, like I'm sitting there going, dude, how are they going to get him out of this Bronco? Like I'm, I'm totally expecting them to shoot his ass in the head right now. Yeah, and that's the best part of the show. Like, it's how the fuck are they happen, doing that? How, how, how are they doing it? Like, how did the dream team get put together? Thank you. Now we know. And, I mean, uh, Dershowitz. I totally freaking kind of forgot what his personality was like. I definitely forgot what he what he looked like. Is that Evan Handler playing him? That is Evan Handler Holy playing him. Cr- I, I, it's, uh, yeah, it that, was driving me him. crazy when he. Was on the screen. I'm like, who the hell is this? The voice is is like, I know it. I thought it was um Chris Sizniewski from uh, Young Guns and Three O'clock High, but I was like, no, that's Evan Handler, man. That's that's like uh Hank Moody's buddy from friggin' Californication. That's where I yeah, know. it's the guy with the shiniest head in the world with like curly. Yeah. Oh I my say god, it's like Jewy. I right? was gonna say the Jufro. <laughs> Am I allowed yeah. to say it? <laughs> like, can I, yeah. can I get your blessing to say Jufro on our podcast? Oh, you can say whatever the fuck you. It's a racially I, I charged say, show, I say you know, Jewy, which is even worse. So. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> well, you're allowed. You're allowed. I have to ask Am permission. I? Am I? <laughs> I think you are. <laughs> you are a member of the tribe, my friend. <laughs> Okay, sure. I I am not. <laughs> I know that I am not allowed. It's like being out of touch. It's like sitting in the prosecutor's office and having your like it's, underling it's not come. Stop if it's true. Oh Jesus! <laughs> oh my God! Maybe that'll get some emails. Hollandpodcast at gmail dot com. Hey, we'll take emails, hate mail, hashtag crime <laughs> story. Nice. Uh, attention, Jonathan. I guess sidebar. <laughs> <laughs> Complain to us in the sidebar. Um, again, this is now. This was the first episode, also not directed by Ryan Murphy. This was directed by, I believe, uh, where is? Oh, it? awesome director. Um, you're, you're right. Uh, I spoke about this last week. Well, it's like you know, it, it's the fact that they change them up every episode too. That's awesome. No, no, no. But we mentioned who the director the, was, and it was you were a big fan. And how is it that they're like not showing up in the full cast and crew page on IMDb? It's no, like, I got it. I got it. It's the all about the wiki, thing. my friend. It's all about <laughs> yeah, clearly IMDb. This is twice now. You guys are fucking me on air. I'm <laughs> just letting you know. <laughs> I'm letting you know. It's not Scott Alexander, is it? See, like they have produced. Anthony, Hem- it's Anthony Hemingway. Anthony Hemingway. There you go. Well, I remember when I saw it on the screen, I was like, "Oh, holy shit!" Where are you seeing that, my friend? That's on the wikia. I have a guy. Wiki? No, it's just Wikipedia. I have a guy. <laughs> just Wikipedia. I got a guy. Yeah, no, he's done some very good stuff. He's done actually. What you know, he's directed a lot of uh, network TV. Like the FX HBO kind of shows, he did a lot of. Uh, if you saw the show Treme, Treme, Treme. I was I was just down in the Treme. <laughs> I was just hanging down in the uh, 
down in Nolens, and uh, it was funny because every time my friend was like, "All right, well, I'm parking at the Treme, and then we're gonna walk down to the Canal Street." And I'm like, "I don't know what that means, but I'm glad to know that Treme is a neighborhood." I had yes, no idea. That's probably uh, why I didn't watch the HBO show. I was like, "What the fuck is Treme?" Yeah, I didn't watch it either. Hence, I called the Dream. Um, <laughs> he actually did a Battlestar Galactica episode. He does oh. a lot of, most of the time, he does a lot of like crime procedurals. You just uh, say Battlestar Galactica, and I'm like, uh. Six of one episode, season four, episode two. Oh, dude, that's that's like deep and awesome territory. <laughs> that's like badass. He also did an episode of uh, American Horror Story. Test of Strength was that in Freak Show? He did American Horror Story. That's what it says. Yeah, Freak Show, Test of Strength, yeah. season four, episode oh, so seven. So must have been one of the. Uh, well, so that's what I'm saying. It's episode. it's the same crew, so that's why there's a lot of this same feel to how the show is unfolding. And it's yeah, amazing. I just don't see it, but yeah. Well, I mean, it's 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 like subtle because there's no blood, there's no monsters. It's like it's, it's so colorful, it, it's but it's just the way that the camera moves. I'm telling you, it's like these little things that like it's supposed to be subconscious for the most part when the when really true craftsmen are at work. You're not really sitting there going, oh, it's because they put us up at that, that angle that I realize who's who's like the dominant person in this scene. Or it's like, oh, it's because the camera is like moving around them and not really landing and stopping. And every time it cuts to someone else's face, it's still moving. So we feel like this really erratic kind of kinetic energy to the scene when they're talking about how like all the shit is blowing up in their face. And like, how could they let those 911 tapes get, you know, make, you know, see the light of day and. And it's like you're not supposed to know. Oh, I'm feeling that because they're using Steadicam and because it's shaking. I I tend to do it because I'm like a weird nitpicky like producer who picks shit apart while he's watching it to figure out how to try it himself. So there's a little bit of a bias for when people like me watch stuff like this, and that's part of why I'm doing the show, kind of trying to share some of that. But it's it's <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Though that's when you that's why when I say someone like Anthony Hemingway, holy shit, thank God he's directing an episode. It's like you're going to have that. You're going to have all this stuff that's just working in the background. It's the mm-hmm. movie magic. And um, it's like the same way that Nathan Lane doesn't look like Nathan Lane when he's playing this, like, drunk old guy talking to Shapiro and saying, this, this is incredible. I was, I didn't know what it was going to be, but this is, this is better than an article. This is a defense strategy. Like, he, he almost sounds like the drunk grandfather who's like, we're going to absolutely fucking murder that other team. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, Whoa. Actually, the rest of the... Um, how many episodes? It's going to be 10? 10 episodes? I don't know. Your wiki's not telling you? It, says, <laughs> it, goes up to, it goes up to seven episodes, but I would think there's more. Yeah, I imagine at least 10, if not 13. 10 would be nice. I actually... I think 10, but uh, Anthony Hemingway's doing the next one, then we get a good John Singleton episode. That is fucking inscribed. That's it's the one called, that I was... That's the race card, so it's going to be... That's the one that I was like, like losing my shit over, because I'm like, you are bringing in John Singleton? <laughs> you are bringing in Boys in the Hood? That's <laughs> fucking amazing, dude. Like, that's amazing. He also, I think, didn't he do Too Fast, Too Furious? He did the second he did, he did. Fast and the Furious movie. And um, I remember the uh, late, great Paul Walker was talking about him in one of the behind the scenes on that. And he's like, you know, the great thing about John is it's like he always is talking when he's directing. He's directing using other movies as references. He's like, oh, it's going to be like this when the car went off the cliff in this thing. Remember? And it's like that's like to me, I've always when I when I would dream about what it must be like to finally work in this industry that I would want to work with people like that, that I'd be like, oh, dude, we're robocopping this? Holy shit, that's going to be fucking amazing. You know, it's nice to be able to have that kind of lingo. So it's, you know, it's like when we drop new phrases and create our own words here on the mm-hmm. podcast, all the people listening could be like, yo, man, they fucking scalped that shit, yo. Stop. Stolen from uh, Whitney Cummings, by the way. Hashtag Whitney Cummings, she's awesome. Check her out, we love her. Don't hate me, Whitney. Don't hate me because you're beautiful. So what else? Uh, I mean, I love Nathan Lane, but Dershowitz, dude, I actually thought he kind of stole the show. That that whole sequence when Dershowitz just shows up and is like, this is what we're going to do. You know, and he yeah. just fucking, oh, dude. And I love how against he was, uh, you know, before he was hired, he was uh, the only reason why they hired him was so he could stop talking shit on CNN. <laughs> when you can't beat him, hire him. Yeah. <laughs> and that was that was drunk old F.P.B. Hire him. <laughs> you can't beat him. Hire him. You're yeah. like. Dude, you guys are playing old school. And even to the point where when they finally bring Cochran in, too, that was like, 
uh, Marsha Clark was just like, holy sh-. That was the motherfucker line, right? But, like, to her, like, that was the final move. Like, they're going to be playing dirty. They're going to be doing whatever they have to to win. I can imagine, uh, you know, the future fights are going to happen. The ego fights. Uh, yeah. You know, Robert Shapiro already told him he's going to be the lead counsel. And and he, he didn't get a yay or a nay. Just, it was just sort something. of like, yeah, I'm going to just let that go. Um, I also like, too, how when they were even talking about bringing Dershowitz and it was like, yeah, notice how every 15 words is going to be Harvard. And, yeah. then, and then like he's like, all right, well, I'll uh, be able to be here most of the time. But the rest of the time, my my manpower, it's at Harvard. <laughs> and he goes, Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> and he just makes that face over at Shapiro. Oh, my God. Yeah. Nathan Lane's uh, amazing. Uh... I mean, it's funny. Shapiro is like becoming almost like if this was a movie crew, you know, he He's becoming more of like a producer, and every time he brings in another producer, they kind of step in and start directing, you know. And so you kind of like see some of the frustration there, but it definitely he was he was he needed this kind of backup, man. He needed the firepower. Yeah, and we could see already how this trial become is going to become the shit show that it is. Yeah, uh, just the way uh, the defense has to play everything just to make them have any chance, and you know, watching now with the fact that they won, it's crazy. Uh, right? Yeah, like especially too, the episode after um, you know the cold open was Marsha Clark reading the charges, right? Like she's on TV being very blunt about everything and they say you know is the death penalty off the table and she goes i don't think anything's off the table and it's like she comes into garcetti's office and they're like ah oh, star is born it's like yeah. so much of the like Color big time and she's like you know the one that seems Loving like it. the by the book at first that it none of that shit would affect her like she's still the one that, like we gotta get this guy because he clearly fucking murdered these people why did it, why is celebrity getting him um you know acquitted in the court of public opinion but here she is all of a sudden like well yeah now i kick ass and that's why then she's like bringing in darden she's like i'm gonna need you so i think you can do it and i like how it's like you see the pressure of that kind of world where it's like hey what do you think of this and he's like oh well that would mean this yeah i think you should do it like just like straight up like i'm not really asking you as much as i'm saying yeah i really want you to do this so if you say no believe me that's like worse than saying yes (laughs) you know (laughs) And I have a question. Uh, the The trial didn't even start yet, and the other uh, Robert Furman, uh, Robert Fur- uh, Robert Furman, Mark Furman, Mark Furman stuff Too is starting. Too many Roberts. With the, with, with, yeah, seriously, with the with the New Yorker. I, I remember only that starting when, while he was on trial. Was all that pre planned? Well, I think that that became public for the trial. You know what I mean? I think that's where it made. Because it's like, isn't he on the stand, and they play tapes of him like in the locker room or something, like talking about like. He drops the N-word. And and uh, he says something about dick size. Like, he definitely goes the route of, like, the stereotypical joke of, well, you know, because I only remember because it was either, like, Saturday Night Live or Mad TV maybe at the time. One, like, you know, Fox had a couple sketch comedy shows. One called, um, fuck, The Edge? (laughs) There was, like, a couple that were, like, very, you know, they only lasted a little while. And yeah, was, I remember there was a period where sketch shows were like... Like, they were like coming and going. Minutes. Like, they would do yeah. two episodes and then fucking disappear. And yeah. um, there was one where they were doing... They were kind of making fun of this. And it was, instead of Mark Furman, like, working for the police department, he was working at a convenience store. And on his cigarette break, like, the security camera recorded him talking to, like, one of the other employees or one of the customers. And he's like, yeah, man. And you notice how the black licorice is always way bigger than the red licorice. And I was just like, oh, shit, he really said something about dick size and corn? Or, like, whatever tape they had. About. Yeah, the tape's it. So, holy shit. And, I mean, to be honest, they did not in the first episode, in the pilot, for as much as it was like, hey, dude, you're kind of fucking breaking into a house without a warrant, it wasn't like, hey, you're breaking into a house without a warrant like a racist person would break into a black person's house. You know what I mean? It was like he just seemed like a totally aloof douchebag, <laughs> you know, just like the Did other they even guy. know it was OJ's house when they were breaking in? I think they knew it was his house, but they, like, you know, had never been to that neighborhood before or something. Because, like, they yeah, definitely, is like... you know, they definitely had the whole, like, well, the lights are on. There's a car here. Somebody's home. It's like, Yo, are you fucking kidding me, dude? Really? That's you're the people I sent for this. huh? All right. Well, shit, you know, and um, damn. Yeah, it's it's the fact that they already have like a detective who's like, all right, look, we got way. Well, also. 
What did he say? He worked for Johnny Carson once, and Carson never asked him back. Like, yeah. They found that out through somebody else who had worked on the same night or whatever. So it's like, I don't know. It, it, whether it was pre-planned, it definitely doesn't seem like it's fake. You know what I mean? It, it seems the way that they're presenting this that it's like he probably – I mean, well, who's no. witness was he? Was he a defense witness or a prosecution? Witness? He was a cop. He was one of the guys on site who found the fucking glove. Like he was there when they found the glove and okay, shit. Okay, so, so he, yeah, he that's why immediately it's like, well, then, dude, this guy could have created a fake blood trail, and and that's why I, I, I was saying in the first episode, all I really remember the thing, the detail I remember the most was that he supposedly took a blanket right from the house and put it out and took it out and put it on the bodies. And it was like they totally contaminated like where the bodies were found, the bodies themselves, because any any hairs that were OJ's that could have been on a blanket because it was like her house that he visited frequently, you know, um, that's what I remember. But I do also remember them saying something about the um, the blood trail then becoming questionable. And that was the whole Dershowitz thing it was like, we make it so that everything is questionable. I mean, even to like illustrate how ignorant everybody was about DNA back then. Like <laughs> when Shapiro's like, could it be somebody else? And, you know, pretending to be his DNA. Like it was just like, like dude, no, yeah. no, everybody, pretending to be his DNA. everyone's got the same, everyone's got their own shit. And he goes, well, can you see it with a microscope? No, it's like a DNA cell is like two nano or microns or whatever it was. And it's like, you know, a human right hair now without evidence. Guilty. <laughs> yeah. Like hey, right now a hair has like, Oh yeah. He's like a hair is like 80, thousand of these things across and like this thing is two of these things across microns i think yeah it, it's like but they did say the way that he says it like so like oh this is gonna revolutionize all kinds of criminal justice i mean any case where there's a murder without a witness it's like you know we instantly have this new clue and um yeah now it's like sort of like you're getting dna swabbed to buy a cell phone <laughs> and the yeah, fbi wants that information I'm not get caught. It's almost like Looper, <laughs> which we just released our What Am I Watching episode about. Uh, so you guys should check that out if you saw that movie. Uh, in the future, they can't murder people without you know being found out, so they send the bodies to the past. Yeah, check it out. It's a great sci-fi. I see that. Yeah, yeah, you should. So you could have been on that episode mm-hmm. if you'd seen it. A lot of movies I haven't seen, my friend. Yeah, yeah. A lot of movies OJ hasn't seen either because he's in fucking jail. <laughs> they have movie nights. They have movie nights. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if they. I wonder if he's watching American Crime Story. Imagine that shit. Like that's one of the things that's I'm. That's what would happen. That's and I'm thinking like too, like the way. Although I'm thinking the Kardashians are watching, going, they said something about us, yay! Instead of like, wow, they called us fucking assholes. <laughs> they yeah, called well, us. Well, it's funny boys. about uh, being in jail. I remember when. Remember when HBO did that. I didn't mind it, but it wasn't considered very well done. That like I think it was a two-part mini or four-part miniseries on John Gotti. Mm. Did um, uh, Armando Santi play John Gotti in that? I think so. I remember the trailers for it. Yeah, I love. I remember him. reading how you know Gotti was laughing from his jail cell, watching it like, "Oh, this is yeah. bullshit. This is bullshit." <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. I I was that H- was when HBO was before Oz, you know. Yeah, dude. They they, they just played movies, and once in a while <laughs> they had their own. Uh... They would just pop in a little original programming here and there, you know. They were they were like us at one point. We we're just kind of getting our feet, you know, planted. I remember they, foundation exactly. Out there. I, I remember they had like, this one movie, uh, Porn and Chicken. It was pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> Porn. It, it was. Was that a one-time thing that HBO did? Because I kind of remember it, but I thought that was something that HBO did. showed. I don't know. You brought it up, dude. Google that shit. (laughs) Dude, we didn't get HBO here until (laughs) five years ago. Man, my grandmother used to have, like, we didn't have HBO. She used to just tape HBO and send us the tapes. Ooh, and it was Comedy Central, so I'm totally wrong. There you go. Another channel we didn't get until we still don't get. But you guys had the, uh, you did have the, what's it called? Trial of a Century. <laughs> you guys did watch the O.J. Simpson trial. Not, uh, I'm sure, I don't know. I was at, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, like we got the Vermont CBS, ABC, NBCs, but uh, I don't, we didn't have like Court TV or anything. Oh, really? But I thought it was covered, like this, wasn't this the reason Court TV was invented? Didn't the O.J. the O.J. trial like create 
the court, the like real live yeah, court. Yeah, I don't remember if there was a channel you could just like. I don't think there was. I think that was the whole thing that like the news channels were showing it so much that they were like, yeah, look, this is like all we're showing. I could be making this all up, but I feel like after. Yeah, this... I, like we got we, we got CNN back then. I oh, CNN was showing it. Yeah. 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 Jesus. <laughs> How the world changed. Because then I was even thinking earlier this week, you know, now that we had these, like, courtroom dramas, like, remember the other thing that was at this level of fame was uh, Robert Blake in, like, 2003? Yeah, but not close to this. But, but it was cl- I mean, kind of close. A movie star. It was kind of the same thing. And I, I think he kind of winds up getting acquitted just because, again, he's fucking famous <laughs> you know what i mean like he was crazy he was crazier than oj oh i don't know was he can't i thought that's the whole point of double jeopardy is that you can't be like if or he, what like, if there's like new evidence oh no he was same as oj civil they did the civil he, he, he was liable which means he probably went broke yeah and, i never understood that you're liable but not guilty i don't know well it's like they do <laughs> you're famous and part of the one percent so here's how we do this you get a slap on the wrist by getting away with the murder but then we fucking ruin you so that you know you really probably can't do it again uh, i guess i don't know it's sort of like being being broke is worse than being a guilty murderer is <laughs> in the eyes of the one percent i guess yeah um, there's all kinds of conspiracy videos on that on YouTube you could check out talking about how court is all this big just for show bullshit. Um, I mean, I mean, really, when you think about it, that's kind of what showing the formation of the Dream Team is too, because so much of it is not even really about did he really do it. You know, like Cochran seemed to be the only lawyer who made a point out of saying I need to look in his eyes and I need to believe that he believe him when he says he didn't do it. Yeah. Like Robert Shapiro just wanted to ask him and he believed it, you know, it was like, but it was, it felt like, so like the way, like you don't want to piss off Brad Pitt on this. All right. Like just go and just tell him they didn't have his espresso and that you, you'll fucking fly to Guatemala and get the beans and make the shit yourself tomorrow. But for today, we just need to go with this and that you went to Dunkin' Donuts, but we do not want to piss Brad off. It's almost like, of course you didn't do it. OJ. I, I'm Robert Shapiro. I believe you. I brought the man. Menendez brothers back from Israel. Was it both of them or one of them? Eric Menendez? One of them, yeah. I brought Eric Menendez back from Israel. I've negotiated many deals like this before. I have always kept my word. They have always kept theirs. It's like very, you know, hands offy. <laughs> like, how did you even get your fucking degree? But I digress. Because <laughs> I am clearly not a lawyer. Um. Yeah, so we see also, I guess, the formation of the Clark Darden team. And are there any other big surprises on the prosecution side that we're going to still be waiting for? Because, I mean, when you think about it, just looking at the way these two groups are pitted against each other, it's so like, yeah, there's no way Clark is going to win this. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, even even if I didn't know just from having been alive then that she's going to lose this, like... Holy shit. Like when they showed her trying to take care of the kids at home and the one kid was trying to stir the rice with the electric knife, you know, those like electric carver saw knives that people buy, I guess. <laughs> we, we never had one in my house. We always just use regular fucking knives. But anyway, it was a big thing in the 90s, though. I think that was one of those sold on TV like Thighmaster situations because it was before the Internet. But yeah, and the, so I guess it's when she sees that Cochran is added to the team is when she drops the motherfucker. Fucker, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that was, and that of course lets you know this episode's over. <laughs> this episode is over. I love too. I was wondering how they were going to handle this. The Newsweek versus Time covers, how like one made him darker, <laughs> and then I remember studying that in uh, high school in American history, and they were talking about how it was like you know. It's like always been a long contention of media bias when it comes to race portrayal and like what could have been the motivation to make him darker. It uh, was that somehow a subconscious like we're painting him as more guilty. You know what I mean? And I like how they had the, the graphic designers trying to explain it like, oh, it's 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 like Rembrandt, you know, it's impressionist. It's uh, it's a it's a shading technique, you know? Yeah. Uh, so wrong. Yeah, everything you're fucking so about wrong. it. And the fact that they put them next to each other on the newsstands. Like, I remember my high school teacher 
And I'm only going to say this just because I actually had a senior history high school teacher named Jim Morrison, and he like did a whole lesson about this and how the whole idea with having both of those magazines on the newsstand was like really part of the whole racial aspect of this trial. The fact of like the tenor of the time and that is sort of like they will never admit it, but Time Magazine sort of making a major social commentary by doing this. Mm-hmm. It's funny like that they um, try, I think, in this to give it a little bit of um, like, you know, there's kind of legitimate concerns when you're working in a situation like that as as a, a media producer. <laughs> kind of sounds like I'm speaking from experience, but, um, you know, there are like a certain level of I'm sure one of them had a moment of altruistic going, listen, everybody's got the same photo. Everyone's literally going to be doing the same photo. How do we make ours unique? And then they just kind of had a huge fucking brain fart that will haunt them for the rest of their days. <laughs> and so, you know, I think there, there, there could be some slight explanation. I am in no way making an apology for it. I'm just saying, yeah, people do stupid shit when they're scared. <laughs> and I think yep. that's kind of what happened there. Um, and I mean, even you can't, you can't tell me that you don't think that that graphic designer kid who's probably like a freelancer who is only working for a day or two, uh, or maybe is trying to get the job and they're doing one of those, Hey, work for nothing forever. And then maybe we'll fucking hire you. Um, they're going, yeah, you know, make it like unique. And he goes, uh, I guess I could do this. And then he's, and they're like, yeah, perfect. And he's like, oh fuck, really? Like that's, we can't make him blacker, man. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. What, what really we're going to do? Oh shit shit we're doing this he's responsible for it's almost like i can imagine like what him watching this going fuck i didn't really want to do it they make it look like i acquiesced and i I was not part of it fuck that's revisionist history for you there damn 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 so all right I think um, that uh, about wraps it up. Yeah, not know. much, not much Cuba this episode. Cato Kalen had a little. Bit oh, of- the Cato Cato Flash, great! I would say, by the way, directing. I didn't actually feel like they were cheating us. Like perfect camera placement. They, we saw that they were flashing him. Didn't see boobs. If this was HBO, we totally would have seen boobs. Is all I'm saying. But fuck it, man. We know what boobs look like, and I'm sure the actors got an eyeful. But yeah, that I thought was hilarious. Like his friends, like dude. You've got the life, man. And then, like, the two guys instantly, as soon as he says that, fucking murderer, you know, like, yeah. whoa, dude. And Cato, I just, I feel like they're, if anyone, they're making him look dumber than I remember him looking. You know what I mean? Like, the guy appeared on E! after this. He hosted the soup once. You know what I mean? Like, he, he was on talk show at one point. He wasn't an inarticulate fucking ape. You know what I mean? Like, they're making him, like, a giant hulking boob in this. Like, yeah. what the fucking fuck, Sort Kato? of a weird, weird comparison to you. The first, first, first X-Men, the way they made, uh, what's his name? Oh, my God, Wolverine's brother there, uh. Sabretooth? Yeah, like they made Sabretooth is like in, not able to put a set in like the the Brian Singer, the first Brian yeah, Singer movie. Great movie just yeah, talk scream for yeah. me. He gets yeah. like he has one line, scream for me. Yeah, but like Sabretooth talks. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, that's why I like they made him Liev Schreiber in the terrible Wolverine Origins movie. I like it, actually, but I I like it for parts. Like I like it for that. Like I like it because Liev Schreiber that is montage is amazing. Yeah, yeah, the wars. Yeah, it's like the movie starts to suck right after that happens. But you know. Like, I, I liked I liked the first Deadpool move, like, you know, Ryan Reynolds going through that whole room with the two samurai swords and fucking batting all the bullets away. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to see Deadpool on Saturday. Oh, yo, shit. I, I, I hate you. I have to I have to find tickets. I got to go. I got to go. I'm losing Oh, you can't get tickets? Is it like but, that? Well, it was like Friday night I was out, you know. I, I was kind of like we had put out our American crime story for the week. <laughs> I was feeling yeah. good about Hollow Nine, and I went out with a friend, and we were – trying to catch there's a mall by me that has like an indoor mountain climbing thing it's crazy um but it's up here in west nyack new york and i always get to that mall as that thing is closing like i never get there early enough to actually do it and so when we were in the car on the way i said to my friend like hey listen if this thing's closed you want to try and check out deadpool and she was like oh my god yes i can't believe we didn't think of that but it was opening night and like by the time we got to the mall there was a 9 30 show completely sold out except for the five seats right in the front row in front of the screen then the 11 30 show 
had one random seat in the back row available. If there were two random seats, we probably would have done it. But it was the two, the one random seat, and then three seats in the front row. I fall asleep at eleven thirty shows, anyways. I wouldn't have. Uh... Yeah, well, David Clone doesn't sleep so much these days. <laughs> That's kind yeah. of part of David Clone's mental illness, I guess. Yeah, so I'm gonna try and check it out Saturday. I'm sure it'll be less busy. Yeah, Deadpool is far less culpable of <laughs> the Nicole Brown and Ryan Goldman murders than OJ clearly seems to be in this show. I did mm-hmm. like that they showed OJ in his cell listening as Marsha Clark was, as Marsha Clark was reading the, the charges. charges. I mean, holy shit. Like I will, it's, it's such, I think maybe this is the one thing Cuba Gooding Jr. is doing well is it's making me feel like, ah, oh, dude, oh, he had a good episode. He had a good episode. I just see. feel like such a dick for having felt always like, yo, this motherfucker did it and still being like, yo, this motherfucker did it. But like, man, they really Cuba are. Do it, so. Yeah. And, and that's why I think every time the one thing I'm not looking forward to, especially cause we've seen it in a couple of the promos so far is when he goes, 100% absolutely not guilty. I'm like, dude, That's the name you... of the next episode. <laughs> totally unplanned. But I always feel like, dude, you, he, he sounds like a used car salesman when he's saying it in these promos. I don't remember the court footage of OJ saying that where he sounded like a fucking used car salesman. I, I remember him sounding kind of like dumb, but I don't remember him being like, 100% absolutely not guilty. You know what I mean? Like looking at the... OJ look... said that or Johnny Cocker? No, OJ says it. Like, Mr. Simpson, how do you plea? And he says, 100% absolutely not guilty. Oh, so the trial's going to start next episode then, probably. Yeah, or that's the arraignment, I guess, when you put in your plea. As right. Well. I, I could also see that being like the last line of the episode before the credits. Sure, show. yeah. Because, I like mean... This, like, this week it was motherfuck. Well, and it was also... It's just the idea, too, that you're like, you know, we have these memories of these milestone parts of this thing, but then... Like you were like you were saying, I don't really want them to do a whole episode about the Bronco, but then the episode about the Bronco turned out to be fucking amazing because yeah, it wasn't Ryan just Murphy's about amazing. the Bronco. So I kind of feel like all of these things, yeah, that's probably going to be the focus of the episode, getting us to the trial, but it'll be about a whole bunch more shit. Like, we really haven't seen much of Marsha Clark's divorce affecting this yet, and I feel like we have to. You know, like they... If there's a Chekhov's guns being pulled out here so far at the beginning of the season... They meant, ooh, jeez, excuse me. They mention it, and then they kind of never come back to it, at least for two episodes. Mm-hmm. So, like, that has to start to come into play. Like, right with the time that it would be worst for her to be, like, suddenly dealing with her ex. Um, all of a sudden, her ex has to be there. So, like, stuff like that I'm looking forward to. Cato, like, a little bit, like, what's going to be, what the, like, because, I mean, they gave him a moment this episode. He's part of this whole drama. What's it gonna be like when they bring him in? I guess to testify and yeah, I, I can't wait for the the pot, the famous stuff like the glove. I can't wait for learning. I can't wait for just uh, doodling the, the little things in the trial that I didn't. There was like the fact that OJ was doodling on his notebook in the trial the whole time. That there was like I remember that because I remember Barnes and Noble used to sell like oj's doodles like it was like a legal yellow legal notepad with all these like fucking just doodles because apparently he would be sitting in court just doodling because he was nervous or scared um but i think a lot of people in the court of public opinion at the time were saying oh it's because he so knows that he did it it's like he's not even paying attention you know he's just like my my dream team will get me off and fuck it i'm just passing the time um so i i wonder if they'll feature that as well but yeah oj doodling in court well, I think we've done a pretty thorough uh, sidebar analysis of this episode. We brought in some experts. There was some new blood in the show, and the dream team was formed. I am still the lead attorney. I'm lead counsel on the team. The fuck, man? I don't know. That's, that's gonna not, not going to go well. <laughs> that is not going to go well. Oh, this is my show. At all. Actually, it was. <laughs> it was. I just always take everything over, apparently. Oh. <laughs> so, until next time, you can... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Were, you, were, were we done, sidebar? Or, or was there something you wanted oh, to say? Oh, we're done. We're done. Lee, we're done. when can you get here? Lee, how soon can you get here? <laughs> it's like, you're, you're, you're my rock, old man. You're my rock. 
Um, we are the Hall and I Network. Uh, you could find us on Facebook. You can find us on iTunes. It would be great if you would uh, rate and review us there. Helps us gain some visibility and uh, helps us gain some downloads, which in turn helps us, uh, you know, earn some resources to keep making our programs better and better and bring you even more. We have tons of stuff on the drawing board. Tons of stuff coming together soon. We've got our X Files. Guys, check it out. Reopen the X Files is going to be our uh, review of the new mini season and the uh, the beginning of our rewatch of the nine season two movie mega magnum opus <laughs> that is the X Files. Uh, we've also got Descent into the Affair covering Showtime's The Affair. So uh, check us out for all kinds of new stuff coming to you. We got the Sports Night just started up. We're gonna have new episodes of that coming out. Lone Gunman as always, and we are always watching new stuff for What Am I Watching? So you should be watching us on our feeds, like at Hollow Nine Cast on Twitter. Hollow Nine is the word hollow, the number nine, followed by I N E. Um, what else? Hollow9podcast at gmail.com. I said that a bunch of times. I think that pretty much covers the business, which you're probably going to hear again at the end. So please enjoy some coffee or a aperitif on your way out. This has been Sidebar with Dave the Clone pre, uh, portraying Robert Shapiro. And this is John Morton portraying... <laughs> John R. R. Morton. <laughs> Didn't know we were doing that. But... No, we weren't. It was just yeah. it was just a thing. <laughs> yeah. So for more things and stuff, come back next someone time. Someone who is Jewy. Oh God. Yep, he went there. He went there. <laughs> I'm allowed. Hey. All right, guys. See you next time. Adios. You've been listening to the Hollow Nine Network, bringing you the very best in fan-made media. Follow us on Twitter at Hollow Nine Cast. That's Hollow the number nine I N E Cast. Email us at Hollow Nine Podcast at gmail.com. or find us at our home site Hollow Be sure to check out our affiliate FangirlZone.com. Find us on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Join in the fun. Hollow Nine.